Hello and welcome to the very first episode of a brand new podcast here on the Soundstooth Network, Red State Blues. Red State Blues is going to be a weekly politics podcast that focuses on the difficulties of being a liberal living in a deep, deep red state. This just so happens to be Oklahoma. So we hope you enjoy this episode and please check out many other shows on the Soundstooth Network, Opinions Like A-Holes, Getting Greasy, Wrestle Lore, Digital Intercourse, and so many more. And now on with this week's episode, highlighting the predictions for Super Tuesday. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode ever of Red State Blues, the brand new Soundstooth political podcast here from, as Tom King would say on Digital Intercourse, from the buckle of the Bible belt, a couple of blue folks in a red, red state here to talk to you all about politics. And uh, so let's get to the introduction since uh, this is a brand new show. Some of you, if you've come over here from some other podcasts, may recognize me or my voice. Uh, my name is Dr. Dustin DeVore, and I am here to host this show. And I am joined by a man that will be often my co-host uh, most times, but maybe not some others. His name is Dan Brown. How's it going, Dan? Dan the Political Man. It is Dan the Political Reporting Man. Reporting for duty. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Dan the Political Man... <laughs> Boy, that's your new name now. Dan the Political Man. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, we decided to start this podcast because uh, we are two frustrated Democrats that live in a very, very red state here. And uh, I am in the education sector, as is my colleague. Uh, and uh, we have lots of issues with that here in the great state of Oklahoma and all those fun things. And we figured we would uh, give uh, some weekly updates on the news, what's going on. Uh, out there in the world of politics. It is an election year, obviously. And so let's get it out of the way, right up top. Dan, who's your guy? Who's your guy, Dan? I'm conflicted. It's it's really rough this year. This is the one time every four years that our vote matters on a national level. And it always seems so crystal clear, except for this time. Um, my guy is Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine. That, that's a good call out for me uh, <laughs> uh, about uh, calling who's your guy or whatever. And just remember to stay up there on that mic. I, I got some good tones from you there a while ago, but uh, but not for a second. And uh, okay, so I am uh, as uh, as uh, people that know me know, I am riding with Biden. I am a Joe Biden guy, and I understand that uh, that may have just turned off uh, half of the audience <laughs> that would listen to this. Uh, but uh, I, I'm a Biden guy. I think he's a class act and. Uh, I really, uh, you know, would prefer him to be our next president of the United States. But Well, on my stroll over here, I did notice 72 hours out from the most important Biden election in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. there is no Biden sign in your yard. What's yes. up with that? Uh, my Biden, I was going to put it back out uh, this morning. Uh, they, it got taken down a few weeks ago when they were doing some uh, street work out front. And I just hadn't put it back yet. That's a very Bernie Sanders kind of thing, taking down your sign for street work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a conspiracy. What a, yes. I, it was the, <laughs> the liberal conspiracy <laughs> out there trying to take us down. 
Yes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we got a few things. We got a few segments we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to give our uh, Super Tuesday predictions. Uh, this We're recording this on Saturday, February 29th. Today is the uh, South Carolina uh, primary, correct? Right? Yes, also known as the um, Tom Steyer dance-off, <laughs> if anybody caught that. Yeah, Tom. I brought up Tom Steyer yesterday to someone, and they were like, who the fuck is Tom Steyer? Well, now everybody knows now that he um, teamed with the most current relevant rapper, Juvenile. <laughs> Was Genuine busy? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I want to see, that's what, that should be the next debate. Every candidate should have to dance to Pony by Genuine, <laughs> and whoever does the best job, <laughs> that, that's who gets the nomination. And out of the out of the ether ether, here's Tulsi Gabbard back. And stay woke, back that ass up. <laughs> yes, that that that'd, that'd be a good uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, we got let's get to, let's get into Super Tuesday then. So we have uh, we here in the great state of Oklahoma. We went for Bernard Sanders uh, last year or last uh, election. Um, we've had a odd history of choosing candidates here in this great state of Oklahoma. Uh, I don't think we went with Obama, uh, back in 2008. No, I think we went with Hillrod. Yeah, I believe so. Before that, we went with Wesley Clark. <laughs> One state. His own, his own home state didn't even vote for him, but we yeah, did. We don't like wasting our vote here. No, no. All, uh, seven of our electoral, uh, college votes that we get here. Uh, now here's what we hope. We hope that this, if, if you're listening to us and you're not in the great state of Oklahoma, we hope you take a little solace in knowing there are other people out there that are struggling just like you. If you say live in Kansas, Nebraska, the deep South or places like that, just uh, know that there's lots of other people out there that are struggling and have those red state blues. Uh, and we, I should say we are not affiliated with the, uh, there are a couple books titled red state blues. We are not affiliated with those people. We are a Independent podcast brought to you by the Sounds Tooth Network. So let's go down. Uh, here's what I'll do. I've got the list in front of me, D Brown, and uh, I will go down it. Uh, and Dan, I want you to do this. Uh, so I want you to. I want to give you the state, and I want you to give me the top candidate for each state. Who do you think let's is going? Go. Oh, who you think is going to win? All right, we'll start. California. Who you got? Bernie. Bernard Sanders is number one in California. Do you want to know? This is a 538 polls, latest polls here. Uh, what do you think his percentage in California is? His let's see, this margin is, or his like support? Uh, this says 89. Well, it's 89 percent. So uh, I'm going to guess that is chance to win. Yes, that would yeah, be chance, chance to, to win. win. So I, I believe he's around. Upper 40s in total support there. Yeah. Um, with like a 20% margin. So we will go with the, this percentage chances of winning in there. On, gotcha. on this Because that's what they got here at 538. All right. What about the other big state of Texas? Uh, Beto? Oh, wait. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was I such think a the promising only, rising star. I think the only thing Beto is going to be winning anytime soon is like, uh, you know, Grand Marshal of some St. Pat's parade. <laughs> I bet he could dance. Yeah, he could probably I mean, dance. Well, I bet he could put Tom no, on. wasn't he in like some goth band? I bet he like dances really bad. <laughs> like <laughs> that, or he does that industrial dancing where he's out there like dancing like really quick movements with a stuff. gas mask. On. Yeah, with a. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting somewhere with a gas mask bong on right now, <laughs> just like. Um, now, okay, so okay, Texas, Texas. Who you got for Texas? Texas will go to Joe Biden. 
You're saying Joe Biden is Texas's choice. Well, sir, you are incorrect. According to 538 or 538 here, it is a 52% chance that one Bernard Sanders will win with Joe Biden at a 35 uh, below him. So not too far off. Now, I would I would like to add to that. Yeah. That today's election will matter. South Carolina will we'll, sway. Yeah, that we'll, sway, we'll sway these numbers. Yeah. Um, so shout out to uh, shout out to Petey Pablo. Because North Carolina, it's time to rise up and take your shirt off. Spin around like a helicopter. Who's going to be dancing and spinning that shirt like a helicopter after they win North Carolina, Dan? That would be... Motorcycle Michael Bloomberg. Motorcycle Michael Bloomberg has got a 19% chance. Ooh. He is trailing Joe Biden, who's got 36, who is trailing Mr. Sanders by 43 or who has got 43 at the top there. So uh, I'm just going to, like, let's uh, get to a state where Bernie Sanders isn't the favorite. That'd be great. So uh, I'll I'll just run down these real quick. He's the favorite in Virginia, the favorite in Massachusetts. Now, the only state, Massachusetts is the only state that Warren factors in in the top three chances to win. And that's really telling. Um, that's her pseudo home state. If you're not an Okie, yeah. um, I don't know if she's claiming us today. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's really telling. Yeah, she's got a 25 percent chance to win. Everything else that she has is sub. Uh, the next highest that she has is eight in Maine, which Yikes. used to be part of Massachusetts. So there you go. Uh, then uh, oh, we got a tie. We got a tie in Minnesota. The always funny state of Minnesota. Who's that tie between? Amy Klobuchar and... It's Bernie Sanders. And Bernie yeah, Sanders. Yeah, 47% each. Uh, that's the only one that... Uh, uh, I guess it has... Uh, Klobuchar has a 2% chance of winning American Samoa. <laughs> so there you go. And everybody knows American Samoa decides American's president. Uh 83% chance that the burn dog takes Colorado. Then for Tennessee, we have a tie. Who do you think that tie is between in Tennessee? Um, Tennessee. Joe Biden and... Mike Bloomberg. Oh, Bernard Sanders. <laughs> Man. Yeah, the burn dog is rolling pretty good. Uh, okay, this I'm going to ask you to guess the state here. This is the state that Joe Biden has the highest percentage chance of winning at 61%. Delaware? Delaware is what you're saying. I'm guessing Delaware is not on Super Tuesday because they're not listed. Oh, this is, oh yeah. yeah Super, Tuesday. Super Tuesday pod. Yeah. Um, let's go with Pennsylvania. Oh, I want to give you one more chance and I'm going to say Dirty South. It's in the dirty, dirty South, the oh. deep South. Georgia? No, Alabama. 61% chance to win in Alabama with uh, Bernard Sanders at 21% in second and Michael Bloomberg with 17 Basically, there's only two states where it's not Bernie, Bloomberg, and Biden. 
And that the killer is, bees. The killer bees, yeah. Gonna kill our chance at a presidency. Yeah, you know. Uh, Sanders has a currently a 35% chance to win in Oklahoma, but Bloomberg and Biden are very close behind him. Now, here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Since this is an Oklahoma-centric podcast, if Bloomberg is out of the equation, do you think Biden takes the state of Oklahoma? Because I, I think there's a cr- quite the crossover between those two groups of voters. I don't know. If you look at um, Brad Henry's Oklahoma as opposed to um, Bullstitt's yeah. Oklahoma, they're very different from the Democratic Party standpoint. It's a much smaller, much more left party. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we talked about, they supported Bernie. We supported Bernie four years ago. So... I don't think that Biden would really take, even though I, I do feel like it would be better for the down party Oklahoma ballot to have Biden on the ballot because yeah. I don't have a, I don't personally have a problem with, with Bernie, but I do feel like that would propose a problem for down ballot candidates in the 2020 state house and state Senate. Yeah. I, I, that, that is something to bring up because that's something I really haven't thought too much about is that for our state, Bernie is going to be while he while he might be popular amongst the Democrats in Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma having a deep socialist tradition going back like we were one of the most socialist states in the 19 teens and 20s. Uh, then we went like Oklahoma, if people out there most like a, probably a lot of Americans, if you're listening to this and you're not from Oklahoma, or maybe if you are from Oklahoma, because you know, those Oklahoma schools ain't so great. Uh, you may not know uh, that, uh, you know, we were a pretty solidly democratic state up until really the 2000s, almost uh, good control by the Democratic Party for a really long time in our state. Um, but that all changed uh, with social issues and everything else. And I do think that for some Oklahomans, Bernie Sanders, as you were saying, would be a rallying cry to get out to the polls and vote down that evil commie. And then that's going to affect all those other candidates as you go down the list for the House and the Senate here in this great state of Oklahoma. Maybe even I don't know whether what are races are uh, are uh, part you know partisan in Oklahoma. I know sheriffs are for some fucking. Reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? Like, like why? Like literally, that's one that you should have the best person for the job, <laughs> right? But nah. Is let's that, align it with national yeah, political let's, party yeah. politics. Yeah. Well, what is that sheriff's stance on abortion? Well, I don't think it matters, right? Like, I think it matters what his stance is on upholding the law. This <laughs> is pretty much his Not job. Not in Oklahoma. Not in Oklahoma. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Vermont. Uh, so, we Oklahoma, Bernie has got a lead in Arkansas. He's pretty much got the top one in every state except for Alabama, where Biden is uh, riding high. Eighty-seven uh, percent in Utah, uh, and that's not surprising to me because the liberal element of Utah that exists is quite liberal. Like, I think it's just a backlash to like what is even more of a theocratic red state of Utah, uh, even compared to Oklahoma at times. Well, I think it's a, a good comparison yeah. between Utah and Oklahoma that the left is small, yeah. but it's fierce because it's alienated by. The majority right. Now, um, did we let independents vote in our primaries in the last presidential election? We started that, I believe, in 2016. Okay, so they would... Okay, because that's the thing. Uh, one of the things out there that makes Oklahoma a little unique, uh, some other states do this as well, but uh, independents can vote 
uh, in Democrat elections and primaries, uh, they can't vote in Republican primaries, uh, which does sometimes either skew the part, like depending on how you view independence, there's a growing segment of independents that are disenfranchised, uh, dissatisfied Republicans that are leaving their party because they find it an embarrassment. And so what I think independent used to sort of symbolize uh, some sort of leftist leaning, it might now be more back to a centrist leaning uh, for that I, if people consider themselves to be one. Yeah. Um, on that note, um, speaking of open primaries, South Carolina, if you are a Republican, you can go vote in the Democrat presidential primary, which is absurd to me. So <laughs> there's a big movement. Um, I, I think it's called Operation Chaos, which is um, telling all Republicans to go vote for the candidate that um, Trump thinks he has the best shot against. Um, they're telling him to go, to go vote pro Bernie and just to yeah. you know, sway the election and cause chaos. But well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's an active. Yeah, yeah I know. I, well, I mean, but it wouldn't surprise me if it works because they. If there's one thing we can say about our opponents, they are very effective. <laughs> they know how to rally the troops and get shit done. So, all right. So let's round up this Super Tuesday. Uh, uh, Vermont, Maine, uh, sixty-seven for Burn Dog. Uh, Vermont, 99% for Burn Dog. Like, uh, and then uh, America Samoa, uh, once again, Bernie Sanders <laughs> and America Samoa. Um, now, do you think it's going to be a Sanders sweep with the exception of Alabama on Tuesday? I do not. Um, I think there will be a few surprises. I think, again, today's election in South Carolina will even things out a little bit um, and change a few minds going into Super Tuesday. And I don't know. I, I fear that we're headed towards a brokered convention. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to talk about that later, but well, well, I think maybe I, save that for episode six. Yeah. We'll, we'll say, yeah, I think we'll get into broker conventions. We're just, we're just introducing uh, some segments and peep things today here on this first one. And uh, if you guys uh, would like to let us know what you think, um, I believe uh, you can catch us at Gmail at Red Blue State Pod or Red State Blues Pod at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Red Blue Pod. Uh, that's our handle because you can't have handles that are more than fifteen letters on Twitter. So I, I found that out, and uh, I think I've got a a, a podcast a, a Facebook group going as well. So you can uh, find us in all those. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, looking at the delegate um, disbursement. From Super Tuesday, according to 538, they're saying that potentially here's what we could look it could look like with delegate disbursement following uh, these primaries. Um, Klobuchar, 38. Buttigieg, 30, 70. Sorry. Uh, Warren, 132. Bloomberg, 211. Biden, 305. And Sanders, 587. So that, that's if you, you know, it's to me, it's really difficult that the Bloomberg is like the thing that kind of throws a kink in all this to me. Like to me, this was setting up to be a battle between establishment and Sanders, right? I thought it was going to be Biden versus Sanders for the most part. While Warren, I think, has some good quality, you know, qualities. Uh, I just thought it was going to be that. And if you kind of, to me, I naturally go, well, if you can fold those Bloomberg votes into Biden, 
then are we looking at, you know, 516 versus 587? And that's a way different narrative that we got going on. Well, I, I do find it interesting. This is the first time we've mentioned Mayor Pete Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of surprising. I mean, yeah. he is at the top right now. You know, um, I, in delicate counts. He he is. He he kind of reminds me and the the people that are into him and like and the, like I nothing against Mayor Pete um but uh it kind of reminds me of uh oh, I just I just lost his name but uh old uh Howard Dean it's kinda, yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he's kind of got the, those his supporters have that same feel they're like grassroots ish but not really and it just seems like he's just a little different than everyone else and I, I don't know I think he looks like Charlie Brown but what which what? Say it. No. Um, yes, he is a little different oh. from all of us. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. Oh, I meant the, I meant the air around him is just a little bit different than the other people. Okay. Like, not that he is gay. Yes, I understand. Unlike some people that cast ballots for him, I understand that he is gay. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, people, there was after the Iowa caucus, a lady cast her ballot for Mayor Pete and then found out he was gay and she wanted her vote back. So, uh, that's the worst kept secret in politics. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a secret. It's, that's, it's like, worst kept. like, yeah, worst kept secret when politics would probably be like polio and FDR, but like, uh, but I don't know. Uh, we will see on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to say, I think, uh, I, I think Biden is going to have a better showing than people think during it. Um, but I also think that, uh, you know, I, I do think Sanders is going to come out still the front runner and it's going to be interesting. What happens? I think it's going to get ugly yeah. as we get closer to summer. I think there's going to be a lot of discussion of those. I don't know if it's one word or two, but super delegates, that's going to be, it's gonna be hot in the streets. That's a big four letter word. <laughs> yeah. That's a very big four letter word. Not to me. I enjoy super delegates. I think they're there to safeguard the safety of the party. Uh, the, you know, the sanity of the party. So go, go super delegates. Go. That's what I would say. All right. So uh, I want to get into a segment here, a uh, little, uh, dumb fun segment. The, for some reason, the face of the democratic party in 2020 seems to be AOC. And so I call this segment, AOCing red. What has AOC done this week to piss off conservatives? Do you know the latest about AOC, D Brown? Um, she created a hoax called coronavirus. She created the coronavirus, and that's it, right? No, uh, no, it does involve the coronavirus. So, if I was going to give you a wheel of uh, Republican senators that AOC got into it with on Twitter over the coronavirus. What would you got, Dan? Who would you go with? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is it. Oh, this game's easy. Yes. Uh, basically, AOC has been going back and forth, making fun of the Pence appointment to co to be the uh, virus czar. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you call him or something. Uh, but yeah, he, she has been going after him. And then Ted Cruz chimed in. And it was just a war of words on Twitter. And don't you love that in 2020, our nation's leaders are just having it out 140 characters at a time. During a pandemic. During a pandemic, yes. Because that's what's important, is to bicker over this pandemic that is uh, bad? 
I guess. I don't Deadly. Know. Have you lived through pandemics? You've lived through pandemics because you lived through SARS. SARS was a pandemic. Was it? Yeah, it was close, right? It seemed like it was a lot like more prevalent than the coronavirus. I don't know. This is about to get really prevalent, I think. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking about that today. I decided to go do the most American thing I could think of is go eat at the Golden Corral. And I was like, this is probably not the best place to be eating in a uh, coronavirus world. It seems like a hotbed of coronavirus holders. But newsflash. Carriers. Golden Corral honey butter uh, uh, negates all coronavirus. So there you go. Just just go out there and stock up. Well, if you die by heart disease in the next six months, you're probably not going to die by coronavirus. Was it the coronavirus? No, it was the heart disease. So uh, that was AOC in your red. AOC Red. There you go. I'll figure it out at some point. All right. Let's go on uh, to my next segment for us Okies. That's some bullshit. What do we got in the world of Kevin Stitt, our beloved Gurner? A man. Now, if you are listening to this and you are not from the great state of Oklahoma, then uh, I didn't think we could get a worse governor than the previous one that we had, but we somehow did. It's pretty amazing. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yes. So a quick little recap of uh, the controversies we've had so far this year. Uh, We have had uh, the tribal gaming rights uh, controversy where the governor, who himself claims to be Cherokee, has basically gone after tribal gaming compacts uh, and not wanting to renew them and not understanding the law, which is probably what would happen when you hire a businessman to uh, to. to run the state instead of a politician. A phony businessman. A phony businessman. Uh, and then there was the big, uh, how much was it? We spent $265,000 to have a Canadian firm design our state symbol. And then, yeah. They gave us the, also the hashtag, imagine that. Imagine, so, oh I mean, yeah, it was hashtag, a, it's a combo meal. Hashtag, imagine that. Which I, look, it was, it was, that was just like throwing up softballs to every critic of Oklahoma and the administration it was like, you know, we just hashtag imagine that on any of this stuff. <laughs> It'll be funny. But if you haven't seen the new logo for the great state of Oklahoma, um, well, if you live in Canada, I think it's the same logo that's used for like three different banks in Canada. <laughs> if you live in the United States, it just looks like the most generic, like, like I could have designed this, like, if, if I had lots of time in paint. <laughs> yeah, thank you, First Bank of Toronto. Yeah, First Bank of Toronto. We changed a few colors. Uh, and, made, and, and oh, and then the other big controversy out of that one is, uh, they said the state's history started with the land runs. <laughs> so, hey, all you Native Americans, you didn't really live here. Well, luckily, we don't have the money to buy new history books. So oh, that true. might be accurate that's in true. old books. Yes. I uh, I did. Uh, we are in textbook acquiral uh, right now. Are getting new textbooks. And uh, something uh, very prescient to Oklahoma, especially next year. It's the hundredth anniversary of the uh, of the Greenwood uh, race massacre, the Tulsa race massacre, and uh, yeah, they have upped the uh, amount of coverage in our textbooks to from none to two lines. So good job, Oklahoma edition of the new textbook. You've uh, talked about the race massacre Yikes. for two lines. Good job. Yeah, they talked about the Chicago one for two lines as well. So we're getting equitable treatment, but, you know. At least they switched it from riot to massacre. That's a little Oh, little I didn't even check that part. Oh. <laughs> no, I think, they, I think they still refer to it as riot. Which, uh, which uh, yeah, hey, out there, uh, Public Radio Tulsa put out a story, like, February 27th, 
and they still call it the race riot. I was like, you of all people should know that it's the race massacre. Like, yeah, that's disappointing. It was like they were like race riot survivor, and I was like, no, 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 man, it's race massacre. It was a massacre. It was a massacre. Um, but I guess the latest thing from uh, Kevin Stitt is probably that he has been uh, uh, still pushing uh, for. Uh, educational vouchers and in his tax plan, what was it? 25 million in cuts. <laughs> We'd lose 25 million or 25 million in education f- to private schools and only 8 million to public schools. Uh, it was, uh, I just don't understand. <laughs> That's a pretty epic plan. Yeah, it is there. an epic plan. I was the other day trying to remember the name of that horrible, horrible school. Epic charters. Do we still call it a school? Uh, cash grab. Yeah. Cash grab <laughs> Ponzi scheme. Epic Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout out to you, Oklahoma Public Policy Institute. You can kiss my butt. <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah, so not a great time for the great state of Oklahoma. Although there have been some surprise bills, uh, that have gone through recently. Um, the transparency for the charter schools was a surprise that it went through. And, uh, this new cost of living adjustment was kind of a surprise that they reached a agreement. At least it's not great. But it is something. To yeah, get... I, I feel like the transparency stuff comes from the fact that charter schools are not available in the vast majority of Oklahoma. Yeah. And so if you don't live in Tulsa or Oklahoma City, you may not have that option. Yeah. And so your representative will vote against... Some big city schools. Yeah, against yeah. the big city yeah, I guess, I guess Epic would be the outlier in that Epic does have those rural outreach programs and stuff, which, look, in the grand scheme of things, the concept of a school that reaches people that wouldn't otherwise have access to school is fine. In practice, <laughs> their existence is a joke. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. It is a cash grab. It's it, cook the books. Um, under, dual uh, enroll kids. Dual enroll kids. A uh, recent story, was it story yesterday in the Tulsa world said that... Uh, Fewer kids who go through Epic and end up going to college or whatever. And, of course, the first comments I say, well, yeah, they're probably going to trade schools like you're supposed to. And I was like, oh, gosh, that is the world we live in. It's great. All right. So uh, we got one last thing we're going to do on today's show. Uh, These shows will always be somewhere probably between 30 and uh, an hour. Uh, I doubt we're going to talk for two hours unless we get into a heated debate about something. Uh, and just a little weekly check-in on what's going on in and around Oklahoma and the country as far as politics go. And again, we are going to work on the format. This is the first episode. It's the way things go. Is this the lightning round? This is not the lightning round. Okay. I have to take a call. No, I'm not going to take this call. I can't. Uh, was right it now. MailChimp? Uh, it was not MailChimp. <laughs> MailChimp was not calling me. Does that still exist? Uh, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, I will actually take this call, so we are going to just have a pause here for a second. Okay, it is time for our last segment, Dan. Here's what we got. I know. Uh, last segment today, I, I came across this uh, article uh, yesterday, and so I figured we'd go through it. <laughs> and I just wanted to talk about, these are the uh, celebrity endorsements for your current presidential candidates, right? And uh, let me just get the uh, let's get uh, Tulsi Gabbard out of the way. <laughs> Have you seen this article? Is Tulsi Gabbard still running for president? Uh, no, but like this, they just she was one of the few people that dropped out that had actually gained some celebrity endorsements. But 
I'm using the well, I guess I guess he is a celebrity, but uh Dave Navarro. <laughs> he's a Tulsi Gabbard person, huh? <laughs> yeah, Dave Navarro. Uh, and he's a celebrity? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh I've already joked about this one with you online. Uh and this may under, it may explain why Tom Steyer was uh getting down. Steyer. Steyer was getting down. Uh Tom Steyer's two celebrity endorsements were MC Light and TLC. <laughs> Minus the L. Yeah, minus the L. Rest in peace. I, what does MC Light even play? I can't, I know that I know the name MC Light. Let's, boy, I. <laughs> so, so let's talk about Storm Tire. Storm Tire. Stomp. Wait, hold on. Let's let's hear some MC Light real quick. Oh. So so uh, Tom Steyer gets down. <laughs> yeah, this is fresh. <laughs> so okay, so what do you want to say about Tommy Boy? Um, I know Bernie only owns one suit. Yeah, but does Tom the billionaire only own one tie? I mean, he's really pushing that Scottish tie thing uh, to the limit. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's his brand. I guess maybe he thinks that this is just all a big episode of Shark Tank, and he's really trying to get it over. <laughs> like, all right, now I'm going to uh, list. Uh, let, let me. Uh, I, I want to say these. This candidate only has two celebrity endorsements, and they are Clay Aiken and Jane Lynch. Now, first of all, do you know who Jane Lynch is? Yes. Okay, and obviously you know who Clay Aiken is, being a man that loves music, the greatest singer of our generation. So, who do you think Jane Lynch and Clay Aiken are supporting of the field of, of presidential candidates? Knowing that uh, Steyer and Gabbard are out of the running. Andrew Yang? No, no. Andrew Yang is not on the air. It's Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so, all right. here, Let's just go through these now here as we wrap up, because I just think some of these are funny. Uh, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, this does not surprise me uh, that Judge Judy... <laughs> Loves Michael Bloomberg. That right there makes me not want to vote for him. Agreed. Uh, yeah, that, that that's just all they should say. Uh, that uh, the man who uh, got a little uh, got Michael Douglas up next. Uh, Michael Douglas, who he's a Biden guy. He, he, well, he's a no, he's a Bloomberg. Oh, guy. okay. Yeah, You're yeah, running down the Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg guys. I got you. Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. That adds up. Sam Donaldson, who I did not know was still alive. Uh, Robots never die. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, as we uh, I think we talked about this week. Uh, this one's a little weird. Tim Gunn, the gay designer from uh, Project Runway. It's a Bloomberg it's a person. Bloomberg. Yeah, apparently. Uh, the guy from The Good Place, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. And then Isaac Mizrahi, which I think is a designer. Sounds designer Yeah, sounds designery. All right, Pete Buttigieg. Pibujaj is a little bit cooler. You got a little bit cooler than Ted Danson. A little bit cooler. Couple. He's got Seth MacFarlane, who's okay. pretty cool, right? Ben Harper, uh, musician. Lee Daniels, the guy that wrote Lee Daniels, the Butler. That's, I guess that's all I know about him. The movie director. Anne Rice. Emmy Rossum. No idea who that is. Uh, then the man who has been in uh, more sports movies than anyone ever needs to be, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Now, if I was going to tell you that there was a pop singing uh, 
woman from the late 90s, early 2000s that supported Pete Buttigieg, but is also an actress, who would you go with? Mariah Carey. No, Mandy Moore. (laughs) Mandy Moore. Mark Duplass. Jenna Fisher from The Office. Michael J. Fox. Although his support's a little shaky at this point. Sharon Stone. (laughs) George Takai. And Alan Cumming. I like that they ended with the two gay guys. Like, do you think there's pressure for like gay Democrats to support Pete just because he's gay? Um, yes. Uh, I yeah, do. but I mean, I, like, I would imagine so. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, it's just I don't know. All right, so uh, Elizabeth Warren, John Legend, and Chrissy Teigen supporter Ashley Judd. Jonathan Van Ness. Do you know who Jonathan Van Ness is? I do not. He is the uh, very, very flamboyantly gay member of uh, Queer Eye on Netflix. Uh, Shouldn't he, by yeah, our previous conversation, yeah, I know. be should, a yeah, should be. Beetlejuice guy? Yeah, should be a Beetlejuice guy. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, and then I'm sure uh, if uh, Elizabeth Warren were to get the nomination, Trump would love that Rosie O'Donnell is a supporter of Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Roxanne Gay, no idea. Martin Sheen, he's already been a president. She's got the endorsement <laughs> of a president. Martin Sheen. He's been running the, the West Wing for president a while. President West Wing is there, yeah. He's been doing great. Uh, Wait, can we go back? Yeah. Uh, Rosie? Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. Um, She's a left-leaning person? I guess. She's supporting Elizabeth Warren. Oh, wait. Never mind. Never mind. I was who, thinking of somebody else. Okay. Who are you thinking of? I was thinking of Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne like, Barr. Why would Roseanne support yeah, Elizabeth no, Warren? No, no, Rosie O'Donnell. That's the what. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Trump would always. Trump, like, yeah. yeah, he made fun of her in the debate. Um, yeah. U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapino, Rapino, uh, uh, Melissa Etheridge, Constance Wu. Uh, I'm assuming uh, the sister. Of former WCW world champion David Arquette, Patricia Arquette, <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, Michael Ian Black, Sally Field, and whoever Piper Parabo is. No idea who Piper Parabo is. You got is. me there. Now, I was a little sad when I saw my boy Joe's list. Joe ain't got much celebrity love. How many celebrity endorsements do you think uh, this lists Joe with? Seven. Uh, you were very close. Six. He's <laughs> got six. Uh, one of them is pretty huge, though. Cher. Seems like Cher. Like, okay. Cher and Joe Biden do not like. No, that's Do you not. think he likes just, she uh, heard that he really loves hair and she misheard it and thought it was Cher. Is she American? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. She's uh, Lebanese, I think, though, of descent. I think, yeah. Um, he does have uh, Rob Reiner. So really hitting the youth of America with Rob Reiner, <laughs> who's, who's great, but like, come on. And then also consider like you hit the youth of America. George R. R. Martin, the creator of Game of Thrones, loves Joe Biden. Uh, oh, and then Sully Sullenberger. Yeah, um, I think this might be the problem with the Biden campaign. It's not fundraising. It's not um, gra- grassroots support. I think it's celebrity endorsements or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, Vivica A. Fox and Mia Farrow. <laughs> yeah. And then we got the big guy, the top guy here, Bernard Sanders, Susan Sarandon, duh, Michael Moore, duh. (laughs) I like that it goes Susan Sarandon and Michael Moore, and then it goes Vampire Weekend. I like bands giving their whole endorsement. Like, is there no split? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like, 
all right, man, you know we fired the last three drummers because, you know, we're all Bernie bros and they preferred the Hill Rod. So, <laughs> like, uh, which I just assume that's how Vampire Weekend's lead singer <laughs> sounds. Uh, but then again, the Strokes. Because he has to have a bro voice because you see them as Bernie As uh, Bernie bros. bros. Yes. Uh, then The Strokes. Give me a break. The Strokes. Uh, so that's 100% Julian Casablanca's telling the rest of the band what they have to vote for. Well, and Bernie could probably have a stroke at any moment. <laughs> yes, they're just pro. That's his medical history, yes. not yeah. an endorsement. Yeah. Uh, then Cardi B. Great one there. Uh, Cynthia Nixon, I believe from Sex in the City, I think. I don't know. Sex and the City. Uh, Adam McKay, Danny DeVito, Brandy Carlisle, Chloe Sevigny, Jason Mraz. Boy. Do you really want to list Jason Mraz as an endorsement? Like that's like some, that's like low T music. <laughs> like, do you suffer from low T? How do you know? I listen to a lot of Jason Mraz. It's just playing in my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande, John Cusack, Rob Delaney, Danny Glover, and just like uh, that classic line, Bernie Sanders is too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, Justin Long. I believe he's the same age as. Papa Joe. Yeah, I know. Uh, but one of them looks like he parties at the lake. The other one looks like he's yelling about bingo night at the senior citizens home. <laughs> right? Uh, Emily Ratajowski, I can never pronounce her name. Nora Jones. Dick <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. He, I think Dick Van Dyke. He's did, still alive? Yeah, he just chose the oldest looking white guy. He was like, hey, this is my buddy. I'll go with him. Uh, Rhea Perlman, Danny DeVito's wife. Jack White. Killer Mike. Shailene Woodley, Joe Rogan. That's the one that surprised you, was Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm completely shocked that he yeah. is not in the Roseanne bar. Not to be confused with Rosie O'Donnell yeah. um, party. Uh, Sarah Silverman. Another band endorsement. Public Enemy. <laughs> is that a band? Uh, well, it's a group, right? So, uh, And then last but not least, really hitting the pulse of the American youth here with his last one. Bella Fleck. <laughs> and the Flecktones did uh, no, not no, co-sign no, on that. No, did not, no. He could not get the Flecktones. There's a schism. <laughs> like, the Flecktones were, 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 they were with everything that, they, that they've ever done, but not they cannot support Bernie Sanders. The Flecktones, a little known fact, they have always been hardcore Santorum fans. And so <laughs> if he's not going to run, they don't support anybody. They'll leave the presidential line blank. <laughs> I like fusion jazz <laughs> and denying <laughs> women rights. <laughs> Uh, all right so uh so that's your celebrity endorsement list uh and like i said we'll be working on segments uh now i know uh you dan you don't got anything coming up because you uh you're just a a regular guy you can uh hear him on this podcast now follow the sounds tooth network on uh, facebook and instagram you can hear me on getting greasy and uh the wrestle lord podcast uh, also follow us on social media, hit us up, uh, and let us know what you think of the show and what we can talk about and do in future episodes. Uh, sounds tooth productions has a live digital intercourse podcast recording coming up on March 24th at lot six. There will be two national touring burlesque slash dominatrixes at that episode at that show. Ooh. So you can come out and see that show. Uh, also this week at the starlight on the 5th of March, Talk Show Incorporated is filming a Hulu pilot. So please look up that show, and that will also be going on on the 12th as well. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll keep it going in the future, and it will get better and better every week. 
I'm going to take you out now in uh, very cliched fashion. Here you go. With, uh, well, no, never mind. I'm not seeing that song. So there you go. Um, we'll go with the Foo Fighters. Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that. That's how you end the show right there. <laughs> 